Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, I am here with Callan, aka Wizzo, who has created a whole bunch of really awesome scripts for Mr. And I have very much been enjoying them, and I've also enjoyed working with you. You've been very patient with me and all my stupid questions. So uh, when we were having a conversation about you know, some of your newer stuff, I kind of just said, hey, stop, why don't we do this in front of a camera? Because I imagine every other Mr. Nerd out there is going to want to know exactly what we're talking about. Um, so would you mind just giving like a very quick description of what a script for Mr. does, uh, it, you know, just start from the very basics and, uh, kind of give us an overview. Okay. Um, I guess a script for Mr. It sort of does, uh, anything. It's just a program that gets run from the, the scripts menu in the Mr. Uh, so for Mr. They, they have a few that come with it, like one for changing config settings, uh, one for setting up the Wi-Fi. Uh, I think that's that's it that comes with it. But then you can sort of add in uh, whatever you want. So uh, like with the ones that I've done, like with the, the favorite scripts, um, the music player or that sort of thing. But it can be it can be any program that can run on a computer, really. So... I guess for us DOS nerds, us old folk, uh, you could think of it as a batch file, except it's far more powerful than that. It's almost more like Windows PowerShell. Um, I'm always trying to use Windows references because Linux nerds already know what I'm talking about. So I'm trying to try to help bring everybody else on board. Um, but it, it, you could run much more powerful command line based tools. They all have um, uh, TUIs. They're kind of like GUIs, but but not so it's you know it's still something that you could click on you don't have to yeah. script anything when you're in these um, and it just opens up a, a whole world of stuff and some things you could accomplish manually if you wanted to do so and I'm sure there's plenty of people that you know their day jobs they SSH into things all day long so that might actually be easier for them but the scripts that are out there especially the ones that you've designed really are user friendly and in fact um, the most Unuser friendly feature is, is laughable, and uh, your favorite script on one of the my misters. If I run the vertical update all script, or I guess if I run update all, sometimes I have to just open up the favorite script again. That's it, nothing else. <laughs> open it up, exit, and everything's back to normal. So, as far as like you know, uh, things that users have to do to make it work, oh, you couldn't ask for any more than that. <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm, was the I'm really first glad one that you wrote, I guess. Oh yeah. What was the first one that you actually wrote? Uh on the on the Mister. On Mister, yeah. Uh, it was the favorite script. Um so I I got my Mister I think it was about April last year. And as soon as I, I set it up, I I thought, you know, okay, the menu's cool. I like the the whole sort of old style to it, but I only want to play like Genesis and SNES and stuff like that. Well, I want this up in the top of the menu and nothing like that actually existed. Um, I think the, the reason I actually wrote it in the first place was because um, when you set up a, a shortcut, uh, the old way, uh, it's a sim link, it's called in Linux. Uh, when the core got updated, it would break the shortcut. And so it was just a script that would run on startup and fix up that shortcut. And then I released that and I started getting people going like, oh, can it do more than that? Can it do games? And I just sort of built it up 
from there. But yeah, the favorites one was the the first one that I wrote. I think it's still most and, popular as well. Uh, are they not still Simlinks? Some of them are. The ones for the cores and the arcade, uh, the MRA files, they're called. Um, they're still just plain shortcuts. But uh, for the games, uh, we have to use this thing. It's called an, an MGL file. It's basically just a little text file that tells Mr. OK, load up this core and then inject these files into the core. And so we can just say load up the PSX core with this CD image. And that those MGL files, they turned out to be really important because that sort of underpins most of my other scripts because all the Mr. Menu stuff is about uh, loading up cores and games and stuff like that. Mm. So for anybody that's unaware, and please correct me if I'm getting this wrong, but Simlinks are kind of like creating Windows shortcuts, but they're a lot more advanced because they two programs could actually look like the original files, and then it goes to the original directory structure. But so there, I guess it's like a Windows shortcut, but smarter. Um, and that's a very basic way to launch arcade cores. Those all work great. I've been using them since before I posted that video a couple months ago. But the other thing that you've done. Um, that's, I think, going to be really handy. And I've been using that on my other arcade machine in that you don't just launch a core from the link, you launch the game itself. So I like uh, I like using Space, Air, Space Harrier for the 32X to test a lot of stuff because I like the music, uh, very colorful intro, so you could immediately see if there's something going wrong with your monitor or something like that. Oh, yeah. uh, so I have a link to Space Harrier 32X. When I click on that link, which is right on the main page, it goes, launches the 32X core, launches space area but it also retains everything so it acts exactly as if i had gone to consoles 32x you know games space area so it's not like it's launching a different core it's launching the same thing all my button mappings have stayed the same uh, and i think that's you know that's something that really adds to the overall experience because while most of us nerds are used to pointing and clicking really the goal is to make it feel like you're playing a console or an arcade machine. You don't want to feel like you're using emulation. So mm -hmm. I, I think that just kind of smooths out the whole process. Um, how far have you taken that though? Because you and I have kind of speculated on, you know, what if you could do individual button mappings when you load the favorite through that one? And so, you know, it, it, have you been able to do any other craziness like that as well? Uh, for, for the, MGL files specifically, I think that's that's about as far as they go. Um, they have added in uh, the, it's a thing. It's called a, a, a set name. Um, what it means is that you can also tell the the core to rename itself to a different core. Um, I think that's sort of got a bit of a mainstream release uh, a few months back when they added in uh, there's like Atari 2600 core is back in the, the menu but that is actually a MGL file that points to the Atari 7800 core but tells it call yourself Atari 2600 and that way it points to a separate config file for it as well. Um, Isn't that the same with the uh, Game Gear and Master System as well? Yep, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah, and that um, I haven't messed around with that too much yet, but I think that's where you could start to look at um, adding your in special input mappings, things like that, for sure. I'm not sure. You know, I'm thinking of this. I think of all of my problems very selfishly, and I'm thinking of. You know, when the Saturn core is released, I want to be able to launch Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, and I want the buttons already laid out in the, the way I would want Mortal Kombat to be laid out. However, yeah. that button layout may or may not match what other games might like. Um, or, I guess in the case of arcade games or some shooters, you might want to do the double button. So... You have fire on button one and two, and then bomb on button three, and then you set button two to have auto fire on. 
and you have to do that manually each time. So I would love to have something like that where I say this game always loads with this button mapping, this game, you know, vice versa. So, uh, you know, that's certainly these are these are spoiled brat questions because, you know, obviously Mr. Hardy runs great, but adding these little things to it are just like overall experience things I find really add to it so if that's even remotely possible that would be kind of fun too yeah i think that's a really good idea for sure um i gotta i gotta look into that i totally agree there's let's i guess the same opinion mister is uh it's pretty good but there's a lot of little bells and whistles that can be added to it to, to make it uh better you know well, you already have. So well, speaking of which, what's the next couple of scripts that you have made for it? Um, after that one, I made something called BGM because uh, I'd finished up the favorite script and I, I really like making up these little tools. So I was like, oh, what can I look at next? And I just, um, just before I got the mister, I was using... Uh, it's called uh, Butacera. Um, it's kind of like RetroPie, mm-hmm. but I was using that for a while, and I'd actually put some code into that uh, for the the music player on that. And so I was like, "Oh, can we get a music player on Mister as well?" And it turned out you could because on the the Linux image, even though it's super cut down. Uh, Sorge had put in uh, a few little things to to play like MP3 files and all that. Um, so I ended up putting together this whole thing to to stitch all that together. And now there's there, there's also this script where you can just come up with a, a folder full of music uh, with playlists or whatever you want, and it'll just play the music automatically while the menu's open. And once you load up a game, it stops. Um, and that one ended up being uh, pretty popular too, which I was happy about. That's pretty awesome. So um, when these scripts are being run, so you have a lot of your scripts, like the favorites, the background music, um, there's scripts that other people have run, like the, um, so embarrassed that I forgot the name of it, but the one that sends your button commands to your computer so that you could stream with the button overlay, RetroSpy, I think that's it. I'm so sorry to the developer of that. But when these scripts are running, are they slowing down the core? Are they adding lag? Are are you losing frame rate because you have a processor doing something else? Would you kind of explain to everybody how that works and put their mind at ease? Yeah. um, So my my understanding is uh, that so there's the um, the Nano DE10, the the Mr. Board. It has two chips, um, two main chips on it. One of them is the FPGA chip that the core gets loaded onto. And then there's a separate uh, chip, which is an ARM CPU chip, which is just like in a a Raspberry Pi or your phone or whatever. Um, All the core stuff. It's about as fast as a Raspberry Pi 1. I just want to make sure to put that out there because when oh, you yeah, say that, yeah. people immediately go, oh, so can we run games on it? Uh, not it's really, but continue. Quite <laughs> slow, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's, um, so the ARM CPU is running all of the, is running the Linux distribution and it's running a special Mr. Executable that kind of, uh, glues all the, the the inputs, the peripherals from Linux um, into the FPGA core. And that ARM CPU, so the FPGA chip is doing 100% of the work running the games. It's doing it all separately. The ARM CPU is just running this, this menu um, executable, handling everything else. And it only uses about 50% of the CPU to, to do that. Um, I think it's probably possible for it to use less than that. I think it's um, purposely hogging uh, a lot of the CPU to make sure nothing interrupts it. 
But even with that going on, there's still all this free space. And so I, I, I can't say that I've, I've run some perfect tests for it, but um, like just checking it casually this whole time, I've never seen any of the scripts um, interfere with that. And I've never had any complaints about it either. So I think uh, I'm almost 100% sure that it doesn't interfere at all. So theoretically speaking, then, if after the core is loaded and your game is running, if you have a bunch of these scripts running, you might get a delay opening the menu or you might get a delay going through the menu, theoretically. But you wouldn't get it once the menu is closed. Even if that CPU is maxed out with scripts in the main mister file, from button press to action on screen and from, you know, from uh, the code interpreting the action to it being output via the video out, that's not going to be affected because that is separate from the CPU. So while, yes, we might come to a point where we overload with way too many scripts running at the same time, it's only going to affect the UI and not the game itself, right? Right, right. And I've, I've never been able to get it even remotely close to that point. But I think even if it got there, um, the Mr. Debs have actually put put things in place to make sure that, you know, it has the number one priority. Nothing else is going to interfere with it in that respect. So, I mean, that's that's what my gut told me. That's kind of what I understood while talking to some of the Mr. Debs. But I wanted to make sure to talk that out. Even if I yeah. over-explained, I just wanted to put everybody's mind at ease because I think one of the main draws of Mr. is the accuracy and the low latency or yeah. basically no latency in most cases. So I, I just, you know, while I love all of these extras, I don't, I wouldn't want to see one take away from the main reason why we use it, but none will. At least, you know, nothing, nothing that would run through the scripts on the CPU side. So I feel like over-explaining it was, uh, was okay this time. I just want to make sure. Yeah, no, I totally. It'd be crazy to, to ruin that for sure. Yeah. Um, but back to your scripts, because these are definitely the ones I want to, to talk about. Um, what came after the background music script? Uh, after that um, was one called Games Menu, which it ended up being a, a pretty controversial one, um, weirdly enough. What it, what it does is it scans through your whole game collection and then it creates uh, shortcuts in the main menu to it. Um, and that, that could be... It depends on what your collection is, but you could end up with tens of thousands of these shortcuts in the menu. It lays them out how they're they're done in the folder. Um, I think I think that it turned out pretty good, and it's actually really nice to browse through the games without having to go into a core and then go through the games. But so, if somebody took the time to curate their own collection and they went through and went into every console and said, "These are the games that I want to play." You know, today, this week, this month, whatever, that's probably a great script for them to look into. Um, however, if you're on the development side of things and you say, I need every single game for every single console because I want to be able to test everything, probably not a good idea to load up that one and, and just fill them all in your menu. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes ages. And that, that was a big um, reason for why I uh, those three scripts I was writing in the language Python because it's it's on the mister and other people were using it. So I said, okay, I'll use that as well. And that ended up being way too slow to, to run through all those games. So that's why after that I ended up switching to a, a different project and a different language. Are all of your scripts now, um, are some in Python and some are others, or are they all in the same language? Uh, the first three are in Python. Uh, all of them after that are written in Go. Um, one day, it, I would like to to actually go back and rewrite the old scripts, but it's kind of a case of they they seem to be working fine, so I can't be bothered yet. No, that's cool. Um, so, what came after that one? Um. Oh gosh! After that, I probably I might have to check the list. There's um I what I ended up um doing was a 
I had this idea of sort of uh, a single unified library uh, for managing everything about the MISTER. And I wrote it in this much faster language. And that's what turned into the, the MISTER extensions GitHub project that I've got. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I think I actually will have to check um, what no, go for it because is. I mean, while I, I want to talk to you and I want you know people to get to know the person behind these scripts, I also really mostly want them to learn what these scripts do and how they yeah, can apply sure. them to their mister. Because I mean this with love and respect, but if we go through every single script, most people listening are going to go, "Oh, definitely love that one. Those two are useless for me. Holy crap, that one's perfect. I need that one right now. Ah, I don't need that one." Like, I think yeah. without understanding what they do, people might skip over them, as I did. I, when I first saw your scripts, I was like, that's a lot. I'll get back oh, yeah, to it. All time. <laughs> <laughs> now people don't need to do that research. They could just flip this on while they're jogging or commuting to work and listen to us ramble about it for them. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. I've got the, the list now. I remember the, the next one I did. Um, it was one called uh, Search. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the idea of that is just so you... Um, it indexes all of the games that you've got, and then you can search for them by name. And that uh, that shows an an on-screen keyboard as well in the um, when it loads up the the script, which I think um, it took ages for me to program that, but um, <laughs> it's. It's really nice being able to do that with just the, the controller. And I really wish I had that one loaded the other day because I wanted to play RC Pro-Am. Uh, I never realized there was a Genesis version until I saw John Riggs did a video on it. And I went, oh, I loved that game as a kid. I want to see if it's different on the Genesis. And I couldn't find it. And I had to get up, turn on my PC, and do a ROM search there. And it was because on the Genesis, it's called Championship Pro-Am. So if I just typed in Pro-Am, it would have come right up. So yeah, I yeah, gotta yeah. make sure to load that one now. That's that's actually a big reason for a lot of things that I write now for Mr. is I feel like Mr. has a big problem with like the discoverability with games because I, I think a lot of people don't like to admit it, but there's a lot of people who just have a hundred thousand games on their yeah. mister and that's obviously really hard to to go through um especially with mister's interface um there's stuff like the i think ht gdb pack something like that where they've they've sorted all out that's really great but it's not quite there and then there's stuff we can add after that that i think would make it even better so it's the search one was the first thing i i did in that respect to, to try and improve that a bit. Yeah. And you know, that, that makes complete sense because a lot of this stuff, when, when we have time to actually play a game, we don't want to waste that time trying to find the game, you know? And I mean that yeah. both from your search script, but also from, you know, somebody says, Hey, I'm testing this thing on the mister and it's glitching out. Can you check it on original hardware? I don't want to have to go to some shady ass website to download a ROM to then hope that I get the right version. I just, I would like it all on my server and for testing. No, I'm not going to buy the games, but if it's a game that I love, I always buy it. And my, that's how I morally justify it. Always buy it within reason. I'm not buying Neo turf masters. Nobody's getting $15,000 for me to play a golf game on Neo geo. But so I, I think a lot of people are in the same mentality. So having, having search is super important. I'm sorry. I'm still getting over a cold. I'm trying not to cough into the mic here. No, okay. Um, so what came after the search one then? Uh, then there was a very small one that I threw together called random. Um, because now, now that I've done the search, I, I had this method to, to index all the games on your mister very fast. Um, I think at the moment I've got it. It can do, I've got a test set up with like, I think 230,000 games and it can zip through those in 20 seconds. Um, it's, 
it's really good. I'm, I'm was really pleased when I got it working. Um, but because I could do that, then I I made up this random script. All it is is uh, you've got an entry that says random in the scripts menu. You select it. It very quickly goes, picks a system out, indexes it, and then selects one at random and, and loads it up. Uh, that one uh, is cool as well because if you if you wanted to, you could create your own separate script that calls the random program with some, some arguments, like say, I just want a random PlayStation game. Uh, you could make up your own extra script and have an entry in the scripts menu to, to load up a, a PlayStation game. I do wish this one, uh, I could put it in the main menu somehow. I think it's kind of a bummer that you have to go into the scripts menu to <coughs> load it. But it works well, and it's there if anyone wants to use it. You know, that's, um, I guess that's a, another random question here. Can you create a sim link to a script to put it on the main page? Or just that won't work? Uh, not really. I have come up with an extremely hacky way to do it, but I don't know. I don't think it would be uh, good to, to release. Um, I think it would probably break, but I have, I have checked in about if it's possible. Um, I mean, it's, of course it's possible with, um, with the right patch for the Mr. Menu, but uh, nobody wants it to to be possible. Um, mm -hmm. They just want the scripts to be in the in the separate menu. You know, when you said um, hacking a way to do it, it reminded me of something that I should have said at the beginning of this. In that, ever since I started using your scripts, they all still work. And I think a lot of these automated scripts, and I don't mean to be insulting. I know somebody's going to get really pissed when I say this, but a lot of the earlier ones would work great for like a month. And then as soon as there was a Mr. Update, they'd stop working because they were very focused on how the Mr. worked then and not kind of going along with the big picture of, you know, how could I evolve this with other stuff? So I think your decision to not add hacky little things like that, knowing that they're <laughs> probably going to break after, you know, a, a, at least one of the upcoming updates, I think that was really good. And I think that's another reason why I'm really happy with your scripts is because they're, they're stable. They're not breaking anything. They're just utilizing the code that's already available to you on the mister. I'm, I'm really glad to hear it's all working. I had uh, a break for about three or four months, actually. And when I came back, I was expecting things to be broken, but it seems like things that everything is still working. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, the only, um, the only thing that I always do is when I have my vertical arcade, my Sammy video world, um, I'll run the vert arcade only script and that, that fires off update all and only gets vertically oriented games. <clears throat> and as soon as that is done, then I just open favorites, close favorites, and that's it. And, you know, that's, that's awesome. So hmm. everything else just, just stayed working. Good. Phew. <laughs> um, I also, I think the random game is another one for people who, and this is just opinion. You all could think I'm an idiot for saying this, but I think if you've taken the time to curate your own collection of the games that really only you want to play, not, you know, the opposite of my whole, give me everything in case I need it. I think random is awesome then. Cause it's essentially like, it's essentially like taking the songs that you want, putting them on your phone, and then putting it on shuffle. You know, you don't end up yeah. getting that song that you only put on when you go to see your brother because you play it as a joke when you're drunk one night. It's you know, it's actual songs that you want to yeah, listen yeah. to. So I think that that's that's awesome. Um, but what came after that one? Uh, after that, you know, actually, um, I think I remember now uh, when I was making the random one, I did sort of have this idea in my head of taking. The, the Mr. Two to play with friends and use it for that. I think it could be good for that. Um, I I haven't actually used it for that myself, but I think that, that was the intention when I first did it. But I like stuff like that. Uh, the next one was one called Launch Sync. Um, this was a, an idea I saw someone else had. 
um, they just wanted to see if it was possible to have uh, a playlist of games that would show in the menu that also live updated um, with some external internet source. And I thought, oh, wow, that's what a cool idea. I've never heard of that before. Um, so I, I put something together to do that and it, it works. It's you set up this this file, uh, this playlist file, with the the name of the playlist and uh, a a search query for each game that you want to be in the list. You run the script. It goes finds all the games in the list and then creates shortcuts in the Mister menu for it. Uh, but at the start of it, it it also checks online for a new version of the playlist. And who makes the playlist? Good question. Um, I'm not sure. And that's sort of the, the problem with the script. I think it, it relies on, on someone else doing the work to keep that up to date. I think there have been a couple of people who picked it up and, and were doing it. But I guess it's sort of a chicken egg thing where Nobody wants to use it if there isn't something to, to use it with already. Yeah, that seems like the perfect thing for a Discord community. Like start a Discord community talking about games and then, you know, you decide which five games you're going to play this week and people could talk about it and, you know, compete against each other's scores or whatever. And then the next, you know, talk about what's going on next week. And then uh, if you have time to participate, cool. And if not, you know, it's Friday night, you flip on your mister. All right, what games have people been talking about this week? All right, let's go. Let's play this one. Let's, you know, let's play Bonk for the first time or whatever. So. Yeah, exactly. And um, that was the the first example one that I did as well. Uh, the the Mister Discord has a game of the the month thing that they do, and I put together one with the um, with all the games that are in there. But uh, that that works. But at the same time, uh, I, I didn't keep up with updating it. Uh, but I know there are people out there who who like doing that stuff and they like um, they would actually maintain a list. So uh, maybe one day they get some use. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> What's next? What came after that one? <clears throat> There's a, a bunch more too, right? Uh, there, yeah, uh, three three more, I think. Oh, I thought there um, were more. But yeah, let's definitely go through them then. There's uh, one called Playlog, uh, which is pretty much like uh, it It just keeps a history of when you launch a game and when you close it. Um, and then it, can, it shows you some basic stats about what games you've been playing the most. Uh, so not do you have to run that every time you launch a game or do you load play log? And then if I go into, you know, arcade, street fighter, console, Genesis, Mortal Kombat, does, you know, does it record all of that stuff or do you have to go through it to know what you've been using? Uh, it runs in the background. So it does all that automatically. Um, that was an interesting one, actually coming up with a way to, to monitor what game is currently running. Because, um, I mean, just having a recently played list is something that I would love because I can't tell you how many times, you know, I, I just try to get back to the 240p test suite, <laughs> you know, or something like that. If that's all you want, then um, you might be really pleased to hear that Mr. actually has a built-in thing to do that. Uh, but I've it's never not very well it. advertised. Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard of it, but I've never enabled it at all. Um, what What does yours offer over that? You said there were other stats and stuff. Uh, not, not really anything right now. That was sort of something I threw together and I've said, okay, if you, if you want to use it, you can, and it will accurately track everything. But right now the reporting isn't very detailed. Um, it's sort of something where I, I wanted to see what the, what the interest was for it before I put any serious effort into reports. Um, it could just be as simple as like on the Nintendo Switch, it, you know, you played this for this many hours, that sort of thing. Interesting. Yeah, I got to remember to set up my recents then. That's um, 
<clears throat> that that's always a handy one. Um, are you planning on adding more statistics to that at some point, or is it really just if people come up with a good idea on why they would want to use it, then you could throw that in there? Yeah, I think if I, if I get some suggestions, it is something that I want to incorporate into the the latest script that I put out. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it, I guess it's more like a, a test to see if that whole concept works. But if someone had some good ideas, I'm totally open to that and I, I can add things in. Um, I just left myself a little note to ask a few friends about that because I have a few friends that might have some pretty cool ideas for you. So. Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Nice. Uh, and uh, what's the next one? Uh, and then after that, well, I'll say uh, there's one there's one that I made uh, last week, another really small small one. Um, someone in Discord wanted to know if they could make it so that their mister uh, automatically booted up the last game that they played. Mm. Um, because they they want their kids to use it and they just want to be a bit more user friendly and, and not just load the last core but load the last game because you could do the last core as part of the mystery thing but then you know if you're playing street fighter arcade cool but if you're playing you know something as a nintendo game it just loads the nes core not the game as well if i'm remembering correctly so yours will actually load the game as well yeah exactly so um what it what it does is uh when you when you launch a game it, in the background it automatically creates a shortcut in the menu called last played and then in the mystic config with the same feature you're talking about uh you just point it to that shortcut so that feature can load shortcuts but we just need the extra thing to make it auto update that shortcut with the last game and and yeah so you can you can do that now um i thought that was it's a really niche thing i think but it all works so okay i'll put that up there too maybe other people would like that you know it's not just for kids i just i have ever since i started retro rgb i've had people that i've known ask me about this stuff and some people are such non-nerds that i thought they were just fucking with me when they first asked and it was one of my wife's friends was talking about something and i was like yeah ha, ha, very funny and she's like i i don't know why you're laughing i'm asking you to help me play this game i just don't want to have to deal with emulation and everything else like, oh wow yeah. so you actually you actually are a gamer you're just you know you don't like the nerd side you just like the gaming side i got you no problem that's what i'm here for so i actually think that's a feature that more people than you think would probably use oh yeah yeah oh there it is. Please use it. <laughs> um, what else we got? And let's save this last, uh, the big one for last, because I definitely want to dig into that a little bit. The web yeah, launch. Uh, well, that's, I think that's it. Um, yeah, so the the last one, this is it. Here it we go. be good. <laughs> uh, so this is one I put out. I think three weeks ago, um, but I started it late, late last year and just sort of stopped after a while, but it's a, a web interface for Mr. Basically. Um, there's been a few attempts at one of them um, in the past, but I thought I'd, I'd try it again and try something a bit, bit more modern. And right now, I've made it super easy. You you just take this this file, um, put it in your scripts folder, run it. It just sets itself up, and then from your phone or tablet, desktop, whatever, you just browse to this IP address on the Mister. It's all hosted directly on the Mister, and you get a, a web interface. And right now, what um, what you can do in it is uh, I've got the game searching. So everything that the that search script does, I mentioned before, this does it as well. Um, going through <coughs> uh, browsing all the systems, the cores that you've got and launching them, 
I've got a uh, an on-screen keyboard um, you can use on there as well and uh, sort of a remote control interface just for like up, down, okay, cancel, that sort of stuff. And I'm just, so I'm very, just gonna bring that up too. At the, at the very most basic, if people haven't bought a wireless keyboard or just don't want to, like I have three of them, I don't want it. I want my mister to feel like a console. I don't want it to feel like a computer unless I'm using a computer core. Hopefully you all know what I mean by that. But <laughs> so I just, I don't have a keyboard hooked up to it unless I need to, which and then of course, whenever you need it, it's a massive pain because then I have to go dig out my keyboard from wherever I left it last. Whereas now I could just save uh, a bookmark on my cell phone's browser, click on that bookmark and go directly to that mister. And now my phone becomes the keyboard without ever plugging a USB device in. And when I talked about this script on last week's podcast, somebody in the comments said, don't forget about snack. And I did, and it, that clicked big time. So now you have your controller plugged in via snack, power up the mister and control everything via your phone or web browser on your PC or whatever. And now you don't have to worry about conflicting controllers because I, I, my gut is telling me, my gut from years of being a nerd and working with stuff like this, a lot of the problems I've had with Snack is that it doesn't know which controller to go to. So this would completely eliminate that because there is no, technically there's no controller plugged in. So when you go in and enable Snack, that's your controller. So, you know, at worst you would have to enable it and reset the core, which you could just do right from your phone. So there, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's, that's awesome. really cool. I've, I never thought about that because um, I, I don't even have any snacks. I don't really have any um, uh, old retro hardware, so I don't have a CRT, anything like that. So I never get to to test this stuff. So I, I really appreciate people that can test it and um, come up with stuff like that. I think that's a really cool one. Yeah. And the other thing too was um, I know a bunch of people with multiple misters. So my setup here, I have a whole bunch of them and I use most of them for development. Um, some of them have been lent to me. Some of them have been given. I bought a bunch of them, but I have the two arcade machines, the vertical and the horizontal. And then I have the Mr. Multisystem behind me, which I use as my actual console when I want to play it. <clears throat> but when I have friends over, especially kids and stuff too, you know, nieces, nephews and all that stuff, when they all want to play games, anytime somebody has an issue or wants to change a game or do something else, I'm basically running around this family room here. Whereas after loading this all up, it's like, oh, you want to play a new game? Click. Oh, yeah, uh, that you're stuck at the end of that level. Hold on. Let me just reset it for you. Click. Like, you, yeah, you, I yeah. can just sit here. And that gave me the idea of, well, what if you have an arcade that you run? Or, or what if you throw a lot of parties like that? You have multiple of these things. Having an admin console if you will which essentially would just be a web browser with a bunch of tabs and each tab is a different mm. mister yeah yeah so, absolutely I, yeah i found that massively massively helpful i do have to ask though because a lot of my fellow nerds are it nerds and security conscious so what is actually stopping somebody from going oh okay well bob always uses this script so next time i'm over i'm going to open up my laptop and sniff out all the misters and run this thing to automatically turn them all off or reboot them or something. Is there any kind of security in place for that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, right now, no. And I can definitely add some sort of authentication to it if that's a feature that, that people want. Um, but at the same time, um, the reason I didn't do it in the first place is a, a Mr. by default has a root password of one and you can just SSH into it. So right. it's kind of like the, the bar's pretty low there. But at the same time, in your example, um, someone, someone has a whole bunch of Mr.'s. Uh, maybe they're doing something professionally with it maybe they got the foresight to actually change those passwords. And then in that case, this script would be the attack point. So um, I can, I can definitely 
uh, add some sort of authentication in there. That's not a problem at all. I think that'd be an good. An optional username and password that you don't need, but you could just yeah. throw on if you wanted to would probably be all you need. By the Absolutely. way, if anybody's listening and they're setting up an environment like this, you also have to change the MAC address. So if you have like four or five misters, actually, if you just have two, they'll conflict with each other because your network will see them as the same device. So you have to go into that text file um, U-boot, I think it is, in the Linux folder, and you have to just change change that to something. And I just, I randomly changed numbers and letters and made sure they were all different, which I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there face palming right now going, Bob, you're a moron, you can't do it, but it works. And there's been, you know, the worst thing that could happen is I'll need to just change that text file again. It's not like I'm hurting hardware or anything. So, so far, so good with that. Have you met people with a setup like that? I've met a bunch of people who run multiple misters in a professional environment. Yeah. Really? Uh, their basement. Um, I, I know people who love original arcades so much that they have 10, 15 arcades, arcade machines in their basements, in their garages, whatever. They've painstakingly restored them but still end up using misters in a bunch of them because it's cheaper and easier, right? You have a rare board that's completely supported on mister and running perfectly. You leave that board in the arcade machine, but you just pop that JAMA connector off and you run it on a mister instead because mm. if you really think about it, you know, half the people listening are going to go, well, that's stupid. You just threw away a couple hundred bucks. But every original arcade lover who's listening is going to go, that's a smart move because if you blow uh, that board out, you're out a thousand dollars so yeah, or yeah. more. So yes, I actually know a whole bunch of people who do that. Um, everything from single use or or like you know multiple uses uh, of the same thing. So like three versions of the same game on a cab to sit down uh, to multiple candy cabs. Yeah, there, there's people really getting into it, and not only are there people getting into it, it's also pro gamers. And these are people that are just very sensitive to everything. They complain for all the best reasons, and they all say it's the same as original. So I have my my super nerdy thousand frame per second measurements, and I have the people who do this professionally all saying it's the same as an arcade machine. So uh, I think more and more people are going to switch to that. And I do know a bunch of people who have done the same thing that sometimes people do when they get ROM cards. Oh, I'll just sell off my collection. I don't need it anymore. But I know more people who do the opposite. I know more people who say, ah, this, you know, this original MK board's barely working. You know, it does work, but there's always something. You know, I'll make sure there's no damage going, but I'm going to keep this and not use it every day. And let me switch to an emulation solution so I, I don't have to worry about ruining this, you know, kind of neat piece of history that's always going up in value that, you know, if it dies, you've just lost that value. So, yeah. Okay, that's really interesting to know because I definitely would be in the camp of, oh my God, what are you doing with that expensive mister? Yeah. So I, I didn't even it's know funny. that was a thing. I've actually known people who have tried to do that for years. And whether it was a Raspberry Pi or whether it was a giant PC that they shoehorned in, people who love original arcades or people who are pro gamers uh, they always were able to tell a difference. And even when I had a Mortal Kombat machine that I ended up putting a, a PC inside of it, and I, I did a, a very good job. It wasn't perfect, but it certainly wasn't some of those junk solutions that you see out there. And there were friends that are are not pro gamers and are not nerds that went, hey, I don't mean to be like disrespectful, but something up with your buttons? And it's, they were talking about input lag and you know, stuff like that. So, mm. well, people have been trying to, to take shortcuts for this for a long time. And some games it works well, some games that you don't need super powerful machines for. But yeah, this is the first, Mr. is the first time where people just can't tell the difference between original and arcade or between okay. original and hardware emulation. Sorry, for anybody listening on audio only, I've been chugging this Gatorade the whole time trying to keep my throat nice and lubed so I don't go into another coughing fit. But um, I'm just watching yeah. you do that. Yeah, usually it's beer, but it's a little early for that. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so how did you get your start in all of this? Do you do scripting for a living for your day job, or were you just like, ah, I want to learn how to do this? Um, I, I started... Like uh, professionally, I I worked in IT for for about twelve years, like straight out of high school, 
But on the side, I did a lot of this um, uh, sort of open source work. It started out, um, there's a Linux distribution called Arch Linux. Um, mm -hmm. And I, this was like 15 years ago when it first came out. And I used to help do development work for that and um, make sure that packages are up to date and all, all sorts of nerdy Linux stuff. Um, but I started out there. That was actually back, I think I was 13 or 14. Um, it was definitely a really weird uh, thing for me to do. But I did that while I was in high school. And then I sort of stopped um, computer uh, nerd stuff as much as I could uh, for a while. And then I got, I started playing a game called Starbound. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like a space terraria, which is like a 2D Minecraft. Um, but at the time, uh, so I was playing that and it was in early access and it messed up my my character. And I thought, oh, how do I get this back? And that sort of started me on a whole thing, coding up a whole, a whole character editor for it over you know, a period of about a year. And since then, I don't know, I just really like making tools for game related things. Um, that was probably the only other big project that I had, but it's sort of like, I used to play Hearthstone. It's like, okay, I want um, to, to track my win rate in Hearthstone. I'm gonna create a tool for that. And it just sort of that's that's how I've been going, just making random little junk things like that in whatever language I, I feel like at the time. But it's always I been think a side it's such thing. A common theme that uh, <clears throat> that a lot of things are invented because one nerd wanted to solve their own problem, and then after they did, they realized, oh, other people might have this problem too. And that I mean, half the stuff that I, I, I helped develop is that exact scenario of like, man, I really hate it when it does this. Can we make it do that? And then a year later, there's a product released to the retro gaming scene. And it's just so funny that so much of this is just rooted in trying to solve whatever issue you're having that day. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to get the SNES core in the top of the menu. And now I wrote a million scripts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. So you mentioned that um, you, you hadn't really been into retro gaming for a while before this. You had like a Raspberry Pi or something. And then like, how did you hear about the Mr.? How did you like what was your what was your path to get to Mr.? I guess is the, the question. Yeah. So like I said, I feel I feel a bit um, out of place. Like when I like over the years, I occasionally grab a, an emulator and play Secret of Manor or, or whatever, try that out. Um, but I was never really that into retro gaming. And then I can't even remember why. I think I just had a spare Raspberry Pi uh, about a year and a half ago. And I thought, oh, I'll try to set up retro Pi. And I went, oh, okay, this is all right, but it kind of sucks as well. Uh, what about this Bardacera thing? And that was just it. It was mostly me setting up those little computers with emulation station and then spending like three weeks getting all the thumbnails perfect and, and stuff. And then I think I first heard about Mr. There was a Linus Tech Tips video um, that looking back now, that must have like been infamous for for how bad it was but my um my impression of what mr was from that video was that mr was the multi-system and mr only output vga and scart and it only worked with uh original controllers with a weird adapter for some reason that looked like a usb and so i went wow that is the stupidest thing i've seen in my life and um, moved on from that but then a couple months later uh, sometimes I play games with my neighbor and he brought up the mister 
And he said, what are you talking about? It does HDMI. It's totally <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. And then I, yeah, ordered one. Bam, done. And now I can't play anything else. It's, it's, um, I was never really a snob about input lag, but now when I go and play software emulated stuff, I can't stand it anymore. It's really awful. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been dealing with this for over 10 years now where I've had people just look me dead in the eye and be like, that's bullshit. That pound cable I bought's fine. There's no difference. You're just an elitist. Okay. Try this. I'm so sorry. I didn't know there was a difference. I didn't realize it until I played another solution. I mean, I, there hasn't been there hasn't been a person without ego issues that hasn't come back and said they were wrong. The only type of people that stick to their guns are the people that would rather die on that hill than admit that they might have been wrong, which I don't have time for those people anyway. So unfortunately, a lot of them are on YouTube teaching people how to use things wrong. But you know, <laughs> in life, right? But uh, yeah, every, everybody once they see it, agree. And now the, the other recent battle, even though this is way off topic, is my friend Arturo has been trying to show people the difference between faster refresh rates. And what really got me, what I think will get anybody that tries this, is you get three identical monitors, you get three identical PCs or, or PS5s or whatever, and you have the same game running on all three. You play the, uh, one round of a game in 60 frames per second, or 60 hertz. You take that same game and you play it in 144 or 240, and then you play it again in 60. And by the time you go back to 60, that's when you go, "Oh shit, I get it now." So there's a there's a lot there's a lot that you need to experience in order to understand. The other thing is uh, CRTs, right? I could show you the best scanline filters on the planet, but unless you're actually sitting in front of a CRT, you you wouldn't really get it. And I, I don't mean that to be insulting nobody would get it unless you actually sit in front and see it but i've seen plenty of people who just don't even care about this stuff go oh yeah it looks way better on that thing i get it that's why you guys use those things right so hmm. yeah kind of fun i'd love to to try a crt sometime i've sort of talked about it with my my neighbor a bit because we both want to try it but then we're like oh where the hell do we put this massive thing uh, after we're done and not on camera, let me know about where uh, where you live, and I'll probably be able to put you in touch with some people that could hook hook you up with one. Oh, really? Not okay. like a crazy BVM, but definitely a CRT that's worth your time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so, where can people find your scripts? Where can people find you? Is there a you know a place that you like to hang out at? Um, you know, a Discord server, a social media place, anything like that. Um. I am on Discord, the Mr. Discord. I don't really talk on there much, but um, if someone wants to message me, they're welcome to. Uh, it's mainly um, my GitHub page mm -hmm. and my my username on GitHub is Wizomofizo. <laughs> and that's from when I was 13 as well. And is that a Simpsons reference or something? Oh, I can't even remember. Too long ago. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think the main place probably you could find on Google like Mister Extensions, um, or on the forums, the the official Mister forums. I usually am posting updates on all my stuff there, and they have all the links to the project there as well. Cool. Yeah, I will link to all of that stuff in, in all the descriptions, obviously. So, um, look, thank you so much for taking the time to go through all of these. I just, I, you know, like I said before, I genuinely think if people have something like this to just listen to and understand what these scripts do, you know, everybody learns differently, right? Somebody's going to go to your GitHub page, read what you have written, and go, oh, it's so clear. I understand. And other people are going to go, I don't really get it. And then listen to this and go, oh, I totally get it now. So I think this is just a really big help for everybody. So not only thank you for doing all the work to make those, but I also really appreciate that you came here and explained them as well. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, thank you for, for having me on too. It's, um, it's really difficult to get exposure on mister so i i think if i can get a few more eyes on on what i've made that would be really cool i'd be really happy about that 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of us that try really hard to highlight all of our favorite stuff, but you know, with no disrespect to you or anybody else, there's just a lot of cool stuff and, and only a few yeah. hours a day. So, you know, we try to highlight everybody and talk about all of the cool stuff, but occasionally some stuff gets kind of forgotten about. And I think one of the biggest factors is if people don't really understand what what it is, then they're a lot less likely to talk about it. So I think that's the other reason why I wanted to go through because, you know, I bet you everybody that listens to this that owns a mister is going to have at least one of your scripts downloaded before the end of it <laughs> or, or if they're driving when they get home or something, you know. But uh, so, yeah, that's um, I'm really glad to kind of get all the info out on these and, and highlight the work. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Hell yeah. Well, um, I'm sure I'm going to check in with you at some point in the future. And, you know, who knows, maybe when you come up with your next crazy script, we'll do a live stream or just kind of chat and do another one of these. Yeah, I'd love to. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you very much, Callan. Thank you, too.